welcome once again to the Black to the Future podcast. I'm back with my brother in knowledge, Bona Lao Seven, otherwise known as Amun Heruniteru. We're back after last week's podcast. Thanks for all the positive feedback. Today we're talking about uh, white supremacy and racism and genetics. What's up, my brother? Uh, peace, brethren. Everything is is wavy on my side. I'm doing great. How are you and your family? No, we're okay, my brother. You know, we've got to keep uh, keep it strong regardless of these difficult times. One must always look to the positive and find what one can do to enjoy life instead of to be depressed by it. You know what I mean? That's true because everything is mental. The universe is mental. Yes, precisely. So sometimes it's not about what's actually going on, but how you're processing it. You know what I mean? Yes, a reaction is very important. Yeah. How you react to something uh, determines how you're going to feel after. Yeah, it's even more important than the thing itself. Exactly. You know, so anyway, so yeah, we're discussing white supremacy and racism. I mean, like you, you, you heard a chance to listen to that uh, clip just for some context. Um, this clip I got from a BBC documentary I was watching on the Anglo-Boer War. So that part of the uh, clip is taken from the documentary in a scene where they're talking about some South, a South African theater group that had visited London. And this woman was a Londoner and she went to view the South African performers during the Anglo-Boer War. This is at the height of the British Empire. So you can sort of pick the arrogance in the voice. And I think it captures exactly the mental attitude we're here to discuss. Exactly. Mm. We had nothing against them, but they were niggers and we used to say, Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, cuts the nigger by the toe. If he squeals, let him go. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. When we wanted to say who had to be it, if you know what being it is. We didn't mean any harm. We were quite pleased to think about the niggers. So what are your, what are your views on it? Uh... The, my, my views are a bit broad when it comes to, to, to racism in particular. Mm-hmm. Although white supremacy, uh, white racism is, is, is the one on the forefront, you know? Mm-hmm. But racism in general has been against uh, people of color for some reason. Mm. Because the tables, the tables uh, were turned in favor of, uh, of the Caucasian, rather, I, I would not like to say white because you know, like I think Caucasian is more appropriate. Okay, that's good. So, okay, so obviously, you know, this issue of white supremacy or whatever. So there's many theories on race. Um, personally, I do like, because ultimately race, like we just talked about when you said everything's about what, you know, how you process things in your mind. So what what I what what I what when I look at racism, my own personal attitude, which has kind of sort of made me lean towards thinkers like Fanon and uh, uh, Dr. Chris Wells, who take it as a psychological almost condition. In other words, 
they they understand racism as something that op- ultimately operates in the racist's mind so they're trying to as psychiatrists they try to diagnose it as a as a medical condition and not purely focusing on the social phenomenon so we're here to discuss it from that point of reference and we're discussing Dr Chris Wilson's uh, Welsing's theory on uh, color confrontation yes yes you've come across the the work yourself i mean for the benefit of our audience just you know summarize in brief what dr chris is saying uh exactly what she's saying on uh on white supremacy white supremacy is a form of uh defense mechanism for for its creators yes and that's what i would uh, like to to hone in on there that ultimately white uh, supremacy is a defensive mechanism she has a theory about how it is that it came to operate as a defense mechanism in short she argues that uh there was since mankind began in africa there was obviously uh, during the process of people having giving birth there were there were albinos that were born and that these albinos were taken away and cast out and uh and then over time albino communities started and grew and then these separated and then they became the white race and um they left subsequently left africa but the trauma of the initial rejection from the black mother or the black family coupled with the fact that whenever a dark skinned person and a light skinned person have children that the offspring is always uh darker skinned meaning that the white gene is recessive meaning that at the end of the day as an albino minority population the uh, white people have felt the need to invent white supremacy as a way of protecting their own genetic survival by setting up a system of racism that operates in society law politics and culture in all spheres of life which is targeted merely at ensuring that the white person remains superior that's basically her, her, her thesis i mean what 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 is what are your views on that uh i think i think uh let's let's start by breaking down uh the genetic defect what causes the genetic defect mm. you know before we go further mm. you see when when we are dealing uh with genetics i would say that we have three types of melanin mm-hmm. we have what we call u melanin mm-hmm. which is uh which is responsible for black and brown skin, uh pigmentation yes. what we call like uh black and brown you yes. and then we have what we call femelanin uh which is which is responsible uh for yellow pink and red hues so and then the third one we have uh neuromelanin which only deals with the brain so so when we are discussing uh genetic inferiority superiority we they already know they are coming from a, a, a position where they know that genetically they are inferior mm. to the people that are responsible for like for their existence to be here okay so this is where i i i i uh, i have a, a, a i would like some clarity on dr cress's theory on two levels F- first level is as a matter of historical accuracy 
even if you look at anthrop anthropological studies and as far as last week we talked about the work of Dr. Ben because we must be consistent with these arguments. We talked yes. about Dr. Ben, uh, Dr. Diop, and we said, look, it's clear that the origins of civilization started from Africa because that's where people began and that's accepted and that mankind was black due to the tropical environment which required melanin. Now, Dr. Chris's theory suggests that within this context, there was an albino population that was born, that was isolated and left Africa already white-skinned. Uh, I would, I, I would Is there evidence of that? Uh, they, they, it's like scientifically, there, there is no evidence with that because when you look at albinism, mm. right, black person right now in Africa can still give give birth uh, to, to 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 an albino. Yes. And why is the reason that the albinos are like that? You see, uh, in the U melanin, mm. right? Every everybody has the same number of melanocytes which are the cells that produces melanin so for those that are from brown uh, like yous mm -hmm. they do not have the same melanin with uh, the ones that are, uh, are black so when a, uh, a brown person meets with somebody uh, like uh, who, who is also having fee melanin who's like where's a defect already Mm. And then that's how they produce that. So uh, they, they produce the albinism. Yes. So for somebody to say that albinos are uh, turned into into being white, it's, it's like nah. Scientifically, it's, uh, not, it's not supported. Yes. It's not supported because even right now you can actually see even white people amongst themselves they even give birth to yeah. albinos, and then the defects on an albino person are actually different from that one of a Caucasian. I agree. So that. that that theory is not valid. It's exactly. not valid at all. Exactly. And then the second aspect of her theory is that, which also makes me, you know, uh, uh, a bit, you know, uh, curious about this theory, is that if you look at it, the, yeah. res the recessiveness of the, the white gene compared to the, uh, to the melanin gene, is not really is merely an accident of nature it's not like black people chose to have the 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 stronger gene it just it's just a, a chance of nature that it turned out that way isn't it uh i, I wouldn't say it, uh, it's a chance of nature what i'm uh, saying is okay the sciences uh, this one we just we just have to go back as into the civilization that existed way back according to, to, to that, the sciences that were there, that we are having today, yeah. they've always existed before us. So what I can say is there is a possibility of a genetic manipulation when we are talking of other races. Okay, so, okay, that right. Be, that's that another, that's level. another, that's another level, okay? Yeah. Which, okay, which, okay, I don't have any strong argument against that. So I will let you elaborate on that side of it, okay? So these, this is my thinking according to what I know so far. When I look at the Chris theory, this is where I was going yeah. to. I, this is where I was going to take it, but I can understand that you can take it somewhere else. So I'll let you take where you can where you can take it. So where, where no, I was, going, I, yeah. So what, yeah, what, I, you can explain. Uh, you can explain. So. Yeah. So where I was gonna, so what I was gonna say is that. So that 
if it turned out that the the melanin in black people was the recessive one and the melanin that white people produced was dominant then would it automatically follow that black people would invent black supremacy to protect themselves from domination by white people in other words is the is the threat of genetic elimination even if it's real does it necessarily mean that the the the, the so-called inferior group is automatically going to respond with a supremacist philosophy to protect itself because if you look at her theory it would seem that if the the tables were turned there's nothing to say black people wouldn't adopt the same strategy to survive uh it's it's actually a fact it's a fact if if if, if black people were in the same shoes mm. of caucasian black people would have formulated mm. a defense mechanism to protect themselves from uh from annihilation Okay. That is what white people did because they know that genetically they are losing already. So they had to find ways to survive. What they did is they they managed to adapt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as as far as we can go and criticize uh, uh, white supremacy, mm-hmm. we also have to understand it from a point whereby they know already that they are inferior. And it, it took them generations, centuries for mm-hmm. them to actually develop what they have developed i don't think that from the jump they were they were always like that but it has to also be us that led them into that we have treated them somehow badly i guess mm. to a point where but so that these people they don't regard themselves as part of us because we're not stronger as them so mm. whatever they did i think it's karma is a get back okay whoa man you know like when you talk like that that's like that's that's the real because now The problem that I have is that so somebody will support the Chris theory, okay, and merely look at it from the point of view of criticizing white supremacy as something immoral. But if we follow it to its logical conclusion, then it would also mean that blacks could have equally invented a philosophy of black supremacy. Exactly. Okay. So if that is the case then then what what can then be said about the question of morality is then the issue of racism and all the institutions that have been set up by white supremacists from that perspective then how does one or can one in in any way exercise some moral judgment on the issue if we agree that it's a matter of survival and that black or indian or white people if they were in the same shoes everyone would come up with the same response is there any room for morality uh morality can only be injected when mm. civilization mm. is involved whereby i mean people have to be civilized mm. uh-huh. people have to be, people have to be civilized what what uh white supremacists lack most of them is is, is civilization they're not civilized mm. they live with average defensive mechanism because mm. that's what they know mm. but if somebody is to sit down and civilize somebody Mm. and then it crosses that that will go on for longer but the person who start to comprehend what to do and what not to do for instance you see that there are open racist mm. people mm. and then there are those who conceal it yes so i would say that open racism is better than concealed racism yes okay 
Mm-hmm. You want, because when you are dealing with somebody who is an open racist, you get a chance to have a dialogue with that person and civilize that person mm. into into sharing the knowledge and making them see the other way. But concealed racism mm. is the reason why we are where we are because people pretend to be not racist, but behind closed doors they are racist. So, so and, you cannot civilize somebody mm. who is in that state because they are not open enough to discuss it. So. And this is an important uh, distinction, I think. So, is the Chris theory on racism and white supremacy, is it a judgment? Is it to be taken as a judgment or and a criticism of white people and white supremacy? Or it is merely to be regarded as a, me- as a way or a mechanism of explaining how racial domination by any race group can come about uh it can be both it can be seen as both as much as i would like to to call it it's aggressive mm-hmm. it's aggressive mm-hmm. because by the time she wrote that book she was dealing with what was there back then mm-hmm. but if she was still alive right now if she mm-hmm. could have put out the books and mm-hmm. touch on the same subject matter she could have said something different Okay, I think you know I'll let you lead on that. Like what in what ways do you think it would be different or the 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 message would be moderated for them for the for the for these days? It's because we we are evolving. Mm-hmm. Like every even even this the very same white people mm-hmm. they are evolving. Some of them they are even going against uh it's like the the the, the norms of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. So and then we are able to have an open discussion. Mm-hmm. For instance, we have black CEOs mm-hmm. that own their own thing. Mm-hmm. But back then there wouldn't be anything of that nature. A black person wouldn't be allowed to vote because was 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 regarded as three thirds of a human being. Yes. You understand? But mm-hmm. now it's different. Mm-hmm. So from the from the point that she voted, she was dealing with what was uh what cards she was dealt with by that time mm, but mm. right now if she could actually write on the same issue mm. it could be it could be different because you know like a lot of things has changed for the better and I some agree. has changed the worse and then some are still stuck in the old ways uh-huh. but the majority is waking up to a new reality to a new shift of consciousness yes so, so it will be different which is ultimately universal and it's not exactly. about race but then so now to the to the young heads out there or the curious people like that are picking up this material and might not be able to have like let's say the kind of maturity that you're showing towards it and might kind of like just latch onto the almost like the emotional side of it because they don't understand the nuances and then they almost take it like as an emotional attack on white people you know if you're a white person reading the book it's very easy to come out offended but the way you've unpacked it now so if a person today like what would you want to say to a young black person or a white person or a, an open-minded person of any race or whatever who comes across this work what would you like for them do you think would enhance their understanding of it as they read it today so when they pick it up it it might not be there but if they also add you know what you're suggesting it will help them understand it in the context of today uh what i would suggest uh to anybody that will pick the book uh whether white you know or 
black or anybody, I would say read the book with an open mind mm. and realize that you want to make a change. Transformation is not overnight, you know. Mm. The people that would actually uh, go take the information in the uh, in the ISIS papers wrong are those people that are focusing on, on radical transformation. Mm. As long as you understand that everything is a process, mm. you know, there's no you actually take the good parts of the book, mm. understand it better, mm. join it with everything else, and then find a way to deal with it and coexist with everybody. Yes, I mean in that manner. It is quite an aggressive it is quite a, an aggressive book. I mean I remember the law we you know when I was reading it and she describes uh, you know uh, white people as genetically recessive mutants you know I was like Phew, what <laughs> you know so <laughs> it's like but it's like you gotta be like yo you know is this because does this have to do with the fact that you know she's in she's an african-american and she's so angry because we're not that angry but you know what i mean so it's like context matters a lot <laughs> but every word that she said there is not even offensive uh. if people are to follow the actual pedagogy and then they would actually understand that whatever she said there is yeah. not actually offensive for mm. instance white people would call us the n-word Yes, I mean that's why we play. We, we that's why we we played the clip because at the end of the day, people uh, people uh, get upset about like why are black people talking about this? Because the reason black people are talking about this is because of white ladies and white people who think like that lady that we just played. Yeah, and then the other thing I wanted to touch on is the albino theory that white people came from that. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. You know why I was saying this? It's because yes. the first time black people got in contact with the Caucasian, the Caucasian did not even even uh, bath or anything. They, they lacked the hygiene. The most civilized, the Caucasian, told them how to bath, how to do everything. So if they came from Africa, mm. as part of the albinos, then they should have taken with them that all knowledge. these hygienic Yes, they should have taken all this, like the knowledge with them to go that other side. Yes, because you know? I mean, but when, when, uh, I mean, uh, Europe was still very much in the dark ages when civilization had already started in Africa. So, exactly. Yeah. So it was totally, two totally different cultures. I mean, these are just, exactly. yeah, these are just historical facts. I mean, so, yeah. So, so okay. So, what uh, going forward? What do you think is is uh, Dr. Chris Welsing's uh, legacy? Uh, her legacy remains intact and profound. Mm -hmm. Because what she wrote, you know, like, it's like restored dignity mm. in the people of color. Mm. She restored dignity in the people of color who live their lives thinking that they are the one that's inferior. Mm. You understand because i would say this she broke down the subliminal concept that was put forth mm. she said, subliminal she said let's call a spade was, let's call a spade a spade yes <laughs> she destroyed she destroyed the inferiority complex mentality in black mm. people mm. because every some of the stuff that she said on a, a psychological point is 100% correct. Yes. 
that is why I still I still regard it as a very important. It was very eye opening for me, but I think it's also one of those ideas and theories that you need to sort of uh, I don't know be taught responsibly so you can interpret it in a, in a way where it's more constructive than destructive because it's so easy to be radicalized by that if you don't understand the the, the context and even pause to think about some of the historical inaccuracies i mean there is no evidence for an albino population so if that if there is no historical evidence for that i mean what does it say about the theory itself the theory may be an interesting analysis of you know because she obviously studied uh, the the freudian psychology so i mean it's a very exactly. yeah so it's a very freudian sort of construction and uh, if it does if there is no historical evidence for an albino population the theory cannot be historical it's purely psychological exactly so that's why on the psychological part mm-hmm. uh, i actually I actually commend her for that what what she did was very brave by that time and then even when we discuss in her work we yeah. need to look at the environment that she was in when she wrote that mm-hmm. So do you think that do you think there's any value in 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 understanding it as either history or psychology is there any value in distinguishing between the two in 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 the one how one understands and applies this theory Uh it can be both Okay what did explain it, it that It can be both hmm. Yes it can be both because on the psychological part it's spot on and then also the psychological part explains the historical nature mm. of white supremacy the origins of white supremacy mm. so it touches on both the history and then uh psychological issues But so you... i think you know like it's, it's, it touches on both it's, it's really uh, accurate on that mm. especially But... on the uh, uh the crash uh the crash theory mm. of color confrontation that yes. part yes like that chapter to me uh is accurate historically and mm. psychologically it's it's spot on look i mean i i find the theory interesting and it's very i think it's very important and also just in it in, in like a psychological theory like like franz fanon's you know inter, even steve biko as well you know biko was also very good at that uh, analyze we, we must do his i write what i like very soon i love that book so um so what i'm saying is uh you know from a psychological point of view i find it very interesting but i do have a problem in taking it as literal history because some of the things that the theory is based on cannot be historically verified like uh, the, like the fa- like like the fact that there was already a, a group of white-skinned albino people that left africa because they were abandoned by their black parents and then they crossed over uh, into yeah there is no historical that, evidence that one, historically it can be verified because every it's like the easy history that uh when black people gave birth to albinos mm-hmm. they thought it was they said it was an abomination so they killed them so that what is actually accurate but where where it's not accurate is way by they migrated and mm-hmm. formed a civilization of their own that part now no no So yeah, so but anyway, anyway, so that's it for today, guys. Uh and uh I was thinking, you know, what do you want to talk about next? So, you know, cuz the last two topics I thought about, then I just said, you know what, today I'll leave it to you. Uh with me right now, yeah. uh 
I think I think we should we should talk about the same thing uh but yeah. flip it as in how we can actually we as black people mm. uh how can we restore power to ourselves how can we be able to teach and gain confidence mm. in the world that every race is done better than us mm. according to advancing you know, yeah, and I, we, I, we're the only race that's stagnant right now I think the first part of that journey is getting our history back our real history back that's true yeah so that's you know yeah, I mean I mean like you look at Hollywood it's not it's not an accident that you know they'll make a new movie about the Greek gods I mean they're just using modern technology to keep the same mythology alive you know So exactly. Yeah, so we need to value our own culture and find it worthy of that sort of level of investment and effort so it's still relatable, it's still modern. So we need to put effort into our own culture but we can't do that if we don't value our own history. So that's, yeah. That's you the know. problem. Like that's the core problem, you're right. You know. So but anyway, you know, it's a journey we we on the way we you know doing our part I guess to, towards that. So yeah, we out. I mean any any last remarks? Uh, I would like to 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 say this. Uh, white supremacy remains strong in our institutions. Mm-hmm. You know, like school systems. Mm. And the church is the biggest form of white supremacy. Once we can get rid of the church, mm-hmm. then we can reduce on what we can actually reduce white supremacy. So now now that you've gone there, you're talking about uh, solutions. and you're talking yes. about a real christianity now as it stands being a problem in africa okay but yes. now and we're talking about taking back our history don't you think wouldn't it be an interesting topic you know dr ben's work to actually i think i think it actually be to have actually the be next good. one should be on the african origins of christianity in other words exactly if we had the real christianity you know this yeah. we wouldn't we, we we so so i think let's talk about restoring the real christianity the african christianity so let's let's discuss uh, the african origins of christianity next week according to dr ben yes of which we did not call it that christianity mm. anyway we called it ubuntu that's our way exactly so let's let's you know so let's let's so let's 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 discuss what we're talking about restoring and how it was stolen and renamed and people can understand what we're actually talking about here yeah that's that that's, that's probably you know, so they pick the topic or next topic i'll end it like this dr ben said we black people are the only people in history that invented a religion and invented a culture someone took it corrupted it and then gave it back to them and told them to believe the corrupted version of their own belief that's very true it has been perverted and given back to us and apparently that is the correct historical position when it comes to christianity in africa today but more on that on the next talk when we discuss the african origins of christianity one love my brother peace one mm.